Okay, good evening. Prepare for Bible study, uh, online Bible study. We're going to just pause a moment and let you all invite your friends and stuff like that. And then we're going to get into our teaching. All right. So everybody got your notes and stuff like that. That's good. That's good. Okay. All right. Once again, we, um, hello, Octavian. All right. Go on and invite your, uh, your friends and stuff like that. Do your invites and uh, we can get started. It's a powerful teaching we're going to be dealing with. There you go, son. Uh, Demetrius, yeah, Octavian. Good evening. Good evening to everybody. All right. We're going to talk about something that's very important and, um, we're going to be dealing with this as long as need be. And, uh, it's, it's a powerful uh, tool that we need to get a hold to, understanding we need to get a hold to. And it's different from what we have been used to, but not at Empowerment Faith. So I can see where the foundations we have been laying uh, to set this up is a good, solid foundation. You know, we deal a whole lot with the original language of the scriptures. <clears throat> we deal with a lot of you know, origins, origination, uh, linguist-wise, we go back to language, etymology, and stuff like that. And what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to study, we're going to pick up on what we started teaching on last week uh, in our Bible study, and that is the cost, understanding the cost of the kingdom, understanding the cost of the kingdom. So because I don't have my visuals, you know, we're doing online, you know, some stuff I won't look at. Uh, we did some original word meanings, but I, I am going to review what is the meaning of kingdom. Hello, Audrey there in Georgia. Oh, we appreciate you. Okay, uh, kingdom. Kingdom is a term that is not, is not religious in no way, no shape, form, or fashion, but many times, you know, it's seen that way. But, you know, because we're in a democracy in the West, uh, our minds don't easily wrap around that term. We have to really go back and look at it. And because of our past knowledge or our present knowledge of what kingdoms were all about, you know, vile, evil kings ruling over people, dominating them and not treating them right, you know, that's another reason that is hard for a person with a democratic mind to really understand the teaching of the scripture. And that's what the scripture is all about, a king and his kingdom and taking the kingdom of heaven and establish it on the earth. That was the mission, uh, the vision that the father gave to man in the beginning. He gave him the vision and that he was to take his understanding of the covenant of the word, the teaching that he received from the father, the presence of heaven and establish it on earth and then cover the earth with the presence of heaven. That was his mission, but he failed. All right, then the second Adam came, which is Yeshua called Jesus. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is here now. So what he was doing, he was putting back in the earth what the first Adam gave up. So let's look at some meanings. You can go online, dictionary, whatever. I'm going to give you this right here. Kingdom. Kingdom is a country, state that is ruled by a king or a queen. Uh, the chief or sovereign of a nation, a man invested with supreme authority over a nation, tribe, or country. A king inherits his position by birthright, by birthright. Now, here's another one. A kingdom is, and I like this right here, a kingdom is the sovereign rulership and governing influence of a king over his territory 
impacting it with his will, his intent, and his purpose. A king is a central component of the kingdom. A king is the ultimate and only source of authority in his kingdom. The sovereignty of a king is inherited in his royal authority. So ladies, uh, don't, don't get cramps in your toes and stuff like that. Uh, Yeshua told us that we are a kingdom of priests. Now you remember over in Revelation, he talked about the king of king and lord of lords. The king of kings he was talking about that he is the king of kings. What kings? Those in the earth have his Holy Spirit in them, born again, and those that will be saved. Remember Adam and uh, Matzah, Ezer, Negad, uh, Hava, later called Eve. They were kings in the earth. Uh, they were lords in the earth in the sense of being delegated, having delegated authority and dominion given them by the owner of everything. So king of kings, we are the kings in the earth and we are the lords in the earth working with the king, Yeshua, Jesus on everything. And he delegated his kingship to us to manage and govern the earth. So uh, when we say his kingdom, you know, don't, don't, don't start tripping with the women feminist stuff. When you look at the government of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, all of us who understand who we are in mankind, we're kings in the earth. All right, now here's another one, number, a third one I want to cover right here, and, and, and it is a kingdom is a government. And you remember over in Isaiah 9, he said that government shall be on his shoulders. Now, uh, give you a physical analogy. If you look at a person, look at a man, uh, you know, you got a head, like shoulders, head, you know, uh, the anointing, the Messiah is the head of every man. You know, over in 1 Corinthians, he talks about that. And so you look at the shoulders, the shoulders is what's supporting the head. And we are the body of the Messiah in the earth. So the government of heaven is on the body. We are bearing the government of heaven in the earth right now. If we don't understand that, then this is why uh, we are having the issues that we are having, still trying to get our needs met, still trying to get peace, still trying to have a solid marriage, still trying to have joy and all this kind of stuff. Because we're out of position, out of place due to a lack of understanding. So a kingdom is a government that consists of laws. And there are more laws in the Messianic scripture called the New Testament than there are in the Tanakh, which is called the Old Testament. It's a government that consists of laws, precepts, principles, principles, social structure, philosophy, which are thoughts, the thoughts of the king. A economical system, which is the commonwealth system. And we're going to get some teaching on that. A military system, you know, the citizens and citizens in the kingdom don't provide their own protection. The king and his army provide the protection. Psalms 91, he give his angels charge over us. We we're to never fight. We have a army that fight on our behalf. And once we learn the laws of the kingdom, the principles of precepts, we understand that. Then we'll stop fighting so much and allow the king to take care of us. All right. And then you have a culture. There's a culture of the kingdom. That's what we supposed to be doing on earth, establishing the culture of the kingdom. Then you have citizenship. We're citizens of heaven. Worship. We only worship him. Protocol, representation and authority. Now, so um, I want to just review that. But the Hebrew words is going to give you that same meaning right there. Now, I want to go down here uh, to point number one. And that is, let me go down. Point number one. And that is the number one thing all believers must seek is not financial prosperity and success. 
the number one thing all believers must see is not getting married. It's none of that. It's not money. It's not cars. It's not clothes. It's not a career. It's not uh, go to school, you know, get a job, you know, buy a house. That's the American dream, which is an American lie. Actually, it's, it's getting in debt and there's a spirit of poverty that goes with it and a spirit of oppression that goes with it. Because uh, when you look at the kingdom, there's commonwealth. Everybody has same, the same equal access to the wealth of the kingdom. And of course, we know it's not like that there in terms of buying a house. You buy a house for $100,000 over a 30-year period, you probably pay $400,000 for it. That's, 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 not, that's not a dream. That's a lie to make the richer rich. So the number one thing all believers must, and I did say must in terms of believers, and if you're not doing this, we need to just repent. Like Yeshua said, the kingdom of heaven is here. So repent, change your way of thinking, change your mind. Uh, the, the government on the earth does not reflect the government of heaven in terms of the precepts, the laws, the systems, the keys that govern it. All right, so in Matthew 6.33, Matthew Yahoo, called Matthew, translating to the English of Matthew, his original is Matthew Yahoo, 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of Elohim God, and in conjunction with that, his righteousness, and all these things will be added. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I want to get to the cause, but of course, this quoted a lot, and that word seek, if you look at the prior verses, he was talking about how that a kingdom mentality is never concerned about clothes and what to eat and food and drink and all of that stuff. He told them, why, why? I mean, he said, you got little faith. Your faith is very small or your confidence in the word is very small. Your understanding of the kingdom uh, knowledge is very little. If all I'm concerned about is food on my table, clothes on my back, somewhere to stay, uh, protection, a good job, a career, that's not kingdom thinking. Kingdom citizens don't think like that because they know that's already been provided. So uh, the prior verses, he said, don't worry. You can't add nothing. Worry is a hideous sin to have your mind consumed with thoughts that can't do nothing about the situation that you're thinking about. That's worry. Worry is bad. I know a lot of people that do that worrying, just all closed up, just worrying and worrying, uh, sinning, sinning, sinning. That's basically what it is. And it's not faith. As never presence when worry is there. All right, so he says, seek the kingdom, Elohim, and his righteousness, and all these things should be added. All right, so we got to seek, and that word seek means to uh, get educated. And we're going to go to Second Timothy 2.15. Get educated, study, learn, become familiar with the kingdom, the sovereign rule of the king, Yeshua, called Jesus in the earth. Be familiar with the assignment that was given to man in the beginning and that was to dominate the earth and everything in it, have dominion, take the anointing, take the presence of heaven, establish it on the earth and make earth look just like, act just like heaven does. You remember uh, Yeshua said, when he prayed, he said, your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. He came to do what the first Adam was supposed to do. But what he also did was gave that dominion back to us that the first Adam lost. We got our dominion back. We got our power back. And that's one of the heartbeats of all human being is to have control. People work jobs, get money so they can have control. People are manipulative so they can have control. Everybody want to dominate somebody and control somebody. Uh, and it's not, it's in a bad sense because it's coming from the flesh. But what it is is an innate 
drive on the inside of us because we were built and made up to d dominate. Never to dominate each other. We're supposed to dominate the earth. We're supposed to dominate the birds, the, the, uh, the fish, the waters, uh, all the animal kingdoms. Some of y'all run from a mice. Some of you supposed to dominate, you're running from. So, you know, we gotta, uh, we really gotta get this thing saint sanctified, speaking in tongues, everything, and you scared of a spider. And what kind of dominion is that? That's, that's not the, that's not it. We're supposed to dominate over. People are marrying their pet monkeys and trying to marry dogs. Dogs, you're supposed to dominate them. They are not in your class. You're never ever supposed to bring the animal kingdom on an equal base or equal, equal level uh, uh, plane with humankind. So you said it's all, it's just screwed up. It's just all messed up because people seeking companionship, they want, you can control that dog or that cat. And, and there is that, that, that strong desire to control something. You know, dog will always be there for you, but if you kick him, he'll come back. But you kick somebody else, you may hear, we know how that'll turn out. All right, but he says, seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Let me hit this righteousness, then we'll go to the cause. Now, righteousness is being in right position with the laws, with the precepts, with the systems, with the commands of the kingdom of heaven. Get in alignment and get in alignment with the word. That's all it is. That's all it is. Now, I can't line up with something I don't know anything about. So if I'm spending more time uh, learning the lyrics from Beyonce and Jay-Z songs and, and trying to look good and all this kind of stuff and watching basketball and TV and your favorite movies and all that stuff, and I'm not spending any time in the word, then I never find out what I should be lining up with. So if I don't find out what I'm lining up with, then I'm going to have to provide my own stuff. And one of the basic, couple of basic needs of man is water, food, clothing, shelter, you know, security, protection. That, that drives everybody. But he just said the previous verses don't, you shouldn't be seeking it. So that's man's uh, dominion and his being out of position and not lining up with righteousness. Okay, so let's move down because we're going to come back. We're going to hear that a whole lot. Now, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, be diligent to present yourself approved to El. And El is one of the Hebrew words that's translated to God. I just like leaving the names like they were. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I can't rightly divide nothing I don't know anything about, period. And the word is not just to get stuff. We are going after stuff. We're taking the prosperity message, the faith message, just to get our needs met. And our needs have already been met based on the kingdom. If we are citizens of the kingdom, Ephesians 1 3 said, Blessed be El, the God and the Father of Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who have already empowered me with all the spiritual empowerment in the heavenly places. Your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So in heaven, there's no poverty, no sickness, no disease, or anything like that. So when we get born again, we are empowered with health, we're empowered with uh, success, we're empowered with, with prosperity, we're empowered with everything that we need on this earth to make the earth just like heaven and be a reflection of heaven. But, but I don't know that because I'm too busy watching everything else. I'm not studying this, I'm studying everything. I don't invest in this, I'm investing in everything else. And that's going to make me be an embarrassment instead of being a bold spokesman for the kingdom. He said that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that means if I'm born again, if I'm a believer and I can't rightly divide the word of truth, then I'm, I'm ashamed or I'm a reproach 
against the Messiah, against Yeshua, against the king. I'm an I'm, I'm I'm embarrassment to him because I can't even rightly divide his word. So that's something that we need to get a hold to and get out of religion. Now, you ain't going to be able to rightly divide no word if all you're getting is 20 minutes of hollering and emotional. Mm-hmm. And all of this and all of that, 20 minutes, because that's about long as the voice of laugh, hollering like that. You know, we ain't going to learn nothing. Just get our emotions stirred up and, and God is going to bless me and all this kind of stuff. And you can't find none of that in the scripture. None. He's not going to. He already has. So let's look at this now. Understanding the kingdom. Uh, point number two. Understanding the kingdom. Understanding the kingdom. I'm trying to put these numbers in. I left them out. Understanding the kingdom are for those who will purchase it. Now that's huge. Understanding the kingdom are for those who would purchase it. Look at Matthew Yahoo 13 and 44. Matthew Yahoo 13 and 44. For you Englishmen, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Yahoo 13 and 44. Understanding the kingdom. So actually, what we want to get at, man, time. Which, what, oh, I just right started 7.30. Okay, what we really want to get at is, is investment and value and priority. It's all tied to illumination. Listen, if you really want to understand the truth, understand the word, uh, know how to live as a citizen of the kingdom, there's a cost tied to it. That's what we're getting at. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He found a treasure in the field. He hid the treasure, went, got some money. He, what, what did he say he did? Goes and sell, he sell. He sold everything that he had so that he can purchase not just the treasure, but the whole field that the treasure was in. So this is telling us that if we're not willing to give up all for the treasure, then we won't get an understanding of the kingdom. All right, now, again, he says again, this is Yeshua, is in red, you know, so he got to be talking. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, and all of these are keys. Parables are actually keys, keys to the kingdom. And he, when he taught in parabolic language, he was doing this on purpose because only people, and we're going to see it in a minute, that can understand what he was saying are those who are willing to invest. Now, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he found, had found one pearl of great price, he went and did what? Sold all that he had and bought it. He was willing to give up everything for this valuable treasure that he valued in his heart. You remember Yeshua said, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Again, wherever your treasure is, whatever you value, that's where your heart is going to follow. So if I value the word, if I value the kingdom, my heart follow. And you know how we are. When we want something, we'll get it. Making, Let's say a person making $300 a week. Let's say a new pair of shoes come out, tennis shoes come out, $360. person take their whole check and part of the next check to go buy those tennis shoes because that's what they value. That's where their heart is. Because those tennis shoes make them feel valuable and it probably didn't cost but $3 to make them. So if you really look at it, the devil 
is tricking. I'm talking about folk in the church now. It's tricking people. And I, actually, I don't want to say that word, but listen, low self-esteem is out of control. Because what they're saying, I only think I'm worth three dollars. And I'm and I let people play me like that to take what I need to do something else with, just go buy some tennis shoes or buy a pair of fans and be fat pants and be fashionable as a result of identity crisis. But you notice here you said they sold everything that they had in order to purchase this treasure. Now the same person in the church confessing being going to help men out, just going on to help men out will complain about giving ten dollar dog all they want is money. Shoes every time you come, how come they taking an offering? How come they doing this? And you just spent your whole check on a pair of three dollar shoes. But you going to heaven though. I don't know what heaven that person going to. It can't be this one right here. Matt Matthew 19. I I know I know I stepped on that corner. It just I didn't do it the word. The word either crush you, you know, you can be crushed. Or you can be broken. Let the word fall on us and let it, you know, we can fall on the word, be broken, or it fall on us, we'll be crushed. Now look at Matthew Yahoo 19.23. We're trying to establish this, this cost factor that it costs. The right case. It costs. I got books lined up over here, books in there, books in there. This digital library got over 2,000 books on it. I see why the Holy Spirit help enlighten our minds. I'm not bragging enlighten our minds and let us in on different truths and stuff like that. It's because we was willing to pay the cost. All right, now now watch this. Verse 23, y'all got it? Matthew Yahoo, 19 and 23. Here we go. Then Yeshua, Jesus said to his disciples, that word disciple is an academic term. It's a student who was actually in class to learn something. It's not the one sitting there clown and want to be the you know, the, the, the show, the, you know, what you call it? The clown or the show or the, huh? Class clown, you know, you, you trying to get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend or whatever. He's not talking to you. He, this is a student sitting on the front row doing extra work, going home, doing a work. Now, the work that they are doing and the study they are doing is the kingdom, the word of the kingdom. Then Yeshua said that his disciplined followers, that word, Disciples come from uh, a Greek word, Matthews, where we get our word math from. And one thing about math, you have to listen closely to learn the what? Formulas and what else? What else is math? Formulas, that's it? Come on, Dr. Einstein. You need to, formulas, what else is it about? You know, equations, the sums and stuff like that. If you don't know that, you'll never solve the problem. So we have to listen very close and learn that. He's talking about the same thing. We have to listen to what the master is teaching, what Adonai, what the Lord is teaching, and we have to follow that very closely in order to get the results that he desired for us to get and the results that the word real produce. Surely I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now watch this. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of El, God. When his disciples, watch this now, when his students, his academic students heard it, they were greatly astonished saying, who then can be saved? Why did they say this? Because they had money. They were all businessmen. They had it going on. You remember uh, Matthew Yahoo, he was working with the IRS and, you know, taking money on the side and all that kind of stuff. 
And, uh, you know, Peter, they had a fish shrimp business and sold seafood. These boys were loaded. They were not broke. So when they heard that, they said, man, wait, hold on now. How can we get in there? We, we you know, we, we got it. They weren't the poor, poor, broke 12, you know, disciples and the poor, lowly, you know, Jesus that we've been here preaching, taught about down through the years. Uh-uh. They were not broke. They were very wealthy men. All right. So he says, watch this. Then, but Yeshua called Jesus, looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with Elohim, all things are possible. Now watch this. Then Kepha, Peter, answered and said to him, see, we have left all. There it is again. All of his students left everything to submit to his teaching. They wanted to learn. They saw the value of the kingdom. They had been waiting on this. They gave up everything to follow. They invested to follow. He said, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Yeshua, Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, you will find this in Mark 10, 29. Houses, because normally, I know for years, let me go to Mark 10, 29. <clears throat> for years, uh, and you know, Word of Faith and other ministries, I'm pretty sure teach this. We'll go, when we are receiving an offering, this is the verse we'll go to when you receive the return. All right. But actually, he wasn't talking about really receiving a return on the seed that we sowed. He was talking about what happens when we give up everything for the kingdom or to learn about the kingdom. Let me put it that way. Now look at Mark 10, 29. So Yeshua answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house. Remember, Kepha Peter just said, you know, we left everything. No one has left house, brothers, sisters, father, mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecution and in the age to come, to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. What was he saying? What he was saying is that if I'm willing to forsake all to learn the precepts, the laws, the commands, the systems that govern the kingdom, then everything that I've sacrificed for that, I get it back and a whole lot more because I find out that as I seek, study, learn, become familiar with the, the laws, the commands, the precepts, the systems that govern the kingdom, then all this stuff will be added to me. That's what he was saying. If I give up one thing, to invest into the kingdom, then I'm going to find out that I got a whole lot more that's already been added to me. It's a principle. And in order to get illumination in the word, in order to get a good understanding of the word, you can't be stingy. You cannot be stingy. A lot of time, I'm not, I don't want to offend nobody, but brokenness is a result of ignorance. And even the, the financial gurus will say this. I mean, people with money say this. They'll say, well, if you want to hide something that's going to make people wealthy, just write it. They won't read it. You know, so it's the same principle right here. I want to show that. Now, let's look at another one here. 
So understanding is given to those who invest into the knowledge of the kingdom. Now look at uh, Mark 10. Mark 10. Mark 10, yeah. Let's look at this right quick, and I'm going to get to his third point. So Mark 10 and 23. Mark 10 and 23. Mark 10 and 23, he says, Then Yeshua looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom? Okay, no, that's just a synoptic of the other one we just read. We good on that. Let me look at Luke 14 and 25. That's where we want to go. Luke 14 and 25. That's just another witness to what we just read. Luke 14 and 25. All right, now here we go. Luke 14 and 25. Now watch this. Now, great multitude went with him. Talking about Yeshua. In other words, he had 10, 20,000 folk following him. You know, big crowd. You know, a lot of folk following him. I mean, huge church. And, and, and check out what he did. He said, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me, and who is he? He is the king. And what does a king do? He governed the kingdom. He owned the kingdom. He was bringing back the dominion and giving it back to man and giving mankind back their assignment. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate, that word hate means love less, his father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, sound familiar, doesn't it? Remember we just read over in Mark 29 and Matthew 19 about if you forsake mother and father, and we explained then, and here it is again, that what he was actually talking about, that you love the kingdom more than you do your own mama, then you're going to receive plenty more because of your heart being in the right place and you're going to learn some things that's already been given. So here we go again. If anyone comes to me and does not love less, his father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my student, period. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my student. Now, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and first Sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, at least after he laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. You see it? All right. He counted the cost. So what he is saying is, I mean, I mean, over in the Acts, the book of Acts, I think it's 14 to 12. He said the kingdom of heaven is entered into through much pressure. So, you know, we've been taught. That, you know, just get saved. That's all we got to do, child. Get baptized. Just go, you know, we're going to go to heaven one day and get out of all this stuff. And he is telling us, no, you, you got to put, you got to do something to enter into the kingdom. You got to do something to understand the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is not like something we just lay around and flop around and stuff like that. The priority of the kingdom is not, has not been respected at the level that it should be because of democracy, because of religion. I'm talking about Christianity also. You know, because all we talk about is the cross. The cross was, were the means in order to get the kingdom back in. You know, and some preachers tell me, well, Doc, you don't, you, you don't take them to the cross. Doc, you ain't really preach. Uh, I, okay, all right, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, 1 Timothy 2 said, Elohim, God, will help all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And Yeshua didn't preach the cross. He preached the kingdom. That's what he preached. And when Sheol, Paul, called Paul, talked about the cross, 
he was talking about the means whereby Yeshua had to go through in the process to get into earth, to get man's dominion back to him so that he can make earth just like heaven. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. All right, so we, we see we got to count the cost. In other words, we got to put something into this in order to get revelation and understanding. Now, uh, let's look at this last one on the hit here, and that is the gospel of the kingdom. No, no, no. Who would forsake all? Look at Mark. I, I still want to go. I'm going to do that last. I'm going to do that last. Let's look at, I had something else here I want to look at. Oh, there it is. Uh, understanding, I think I skipped, yeah. Understanding is given to those who invest into knowledge of the kingdom. There it is. Understanding of the kingdom is given to those who invest into knowledge of the kingdom. If we're not willing to invest, we simply just going to be regular old normal people that know that Yeshua Jesus wept. And I know he went to the cross and I know he raised him and uh, that's it. And he'll heal you and he'll make you well and, you know, he'll bless you. And that's it. And, and it's not helping, though. If it was helping, then the powers of darkness in the world system and the people in the world would not be ahead of the kings in the earth. See, the kings supposed to possess wealth. And listen, um, understand me where I'm coming from. I ain't bashing nobody, but this is just flat truth. Even with teaching of prosperity, if it was actually kingdom prosperity and kingdom teaching, then we would understand the commonwealth system of the kingdom, meaning that we all have equal access to wealth. Nobody owned nothing. The king owned everything and we share everything. You remember he said we were joint heirs, meaning that we join into the commonwealth. So let's say if I was preaching prosperity and the people that I'm preaching to have less than what I have, I'm not preaching the true kingdom prosperity. And I know a lot of ministers and preachers, they got planes, cars, houses, lands, islands, everything. And the people in that congregation, some of them can't afford a $30,000 house, but yet they sowing into them and giving to them. See, it's, it's off balance. It's off balance, whereas there's not a comp, there's not common. There's nothing common there. So if I lay down some prosperity of the kingdom and I can't look out into those who I'm teaching it to, if they don't have equal what I have, then I need to check myself. And that's why a lot of people have left congregations. They said, oh, heck with this. That's Christian religion is what that is. And they mad, they angry because this preacher rich and so on. It's, it's, it's off balance. Some preachers make more money than the entire, entire church does. But, but that's, king, that's not kingdom prosperity. That's prosperity of the Christian religion. Kingdom prosperity is commonwealth. Everybody have access and have everything in common. That's what happened in the book of Acts when they sold things, brought it at the, uh, placed it at the apostles' feet, and what they did, distributed to each one as they uh, had need, so everybody would have all things in common. Remember over in, I think, it's 2 Corinthians 8, 1 Corinthians 8, he says that I don't want no one to be burdened, that all would be have equality even in giving. Okay, but that's going that's a separate message there. So we want to get back to this right here. I want to just bring that in there. All right, now look at Mark chapter four. Now watch this. Now here, here, here here's the puncher. Here's the left hook, uh, hard right, and then come back with a double left side of the head. Here it is. Mark chapter four. Now he was teaching the parable about the soul of soul in the word. He said, but when he was alone. I tell you what, let me move up just for, you know, just in case you had your Bible in your windshield. All right, we'll, we'll read this. Uh, chapter 4, 
And again, obeying the Holy Spirit, he began to teach by the sea in a great multitude. Here, here's a crowd. Now watch, it's very important. You got the crowd and you got the, the disciples, the students. You always have a crowd, the crowd looking for miracles, the crowd looking for ecstatic, emotional, uh-huh, you got to move me, dog. That's what the crowd look for. The crowd looking for a jump. Ain't nothing wrong with praising and dancing, but it's something wrong with it if I leave there the same way I came. Because when the kingdom, one kingdom, when the kingdom of heaven is confronted by any other rulership, because Satan don't have no kingdoms no more. He don't have no king. He's not a king. He don't have no dominion. Uh, Yeshua took it and gave it to us. So when you have any power or influence in the earth that meet the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is greater and stronger, and it always overrules. See, Yeshua said, you know that the kingdom of heaven is here because I'm casting out demons by the power of the greater kingdom. So actually, when the kingdom is taught, and when the king, a person of the kingdom shows up, then a greater power shows up, and miracles are there. See, citizens of the kingdom don't seek miracles. We produce miracles. We don't seek them. We don't need to have a miracle service. We are the one. We produce miracles. We, I mean, we are all kings. So why? I, I don't need to impress another king. <laughs> I mean, wh why are we competing? Because we don't have not been actually teaching the kingdom. So anyhow, anywho, again, he began to teach by the sea. A great multitude was gathered to him, so he got into the boat. Remember the word multitude? Mark it, write it down, because it's going to come up. He got into the boat and set, in the, uh, and set on the sea. And the whole multitude, the whole crowd, big, huge gathering, was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught. Notice he didn't preach, but he taught. There are many things by... Parable. Here it is. Parabolic language. The crowds got parables and par. And let me. Okay. And said to them in his teaching, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. And some fell on stony ground where it did not have enough earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some, some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some, excuse me, 60, and some 100-fold. And I never use that when I sow seed or sow money. I, we, 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 don't, we get 1,000-fold. But uh, nine, verse 9 says, and he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. You know what he was doing when he said that? And this is a key to the kingdom. He who has ears, let him hear. He said that to the crowd. Now watch this. Watch this. All right. Let me go back up here. Let me make sure I lose my place. All right. Yeah. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now that's the crowd. If anybody in this crowd actually be saying is a student or a disciple, he have ears to hear. Verse 10, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12, so it's more than the 12, those around him with the 12 uh, asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you, it has been given to know. This is very, this is critical that we catch this. To you, 
it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of El or Elohim. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Who are those outside the crowd? Because he is getting ready to tell them something that he didn't tell the crowd. Why? Because no one in the crowd had a ear to hear because they were not there to invest. They were there to get a blessing. I think I can I have something to drink. I need to get them walk it off, take Mac and walk it off, walk it off. They, no, no, they were just there to get a good shout in. They just there to have a good hallelujah, just a good praise and worship team. You know, just a good choir. That's all they were there for. They didn't have ears because they were not willing to invest or had not invested the cost to get an ear to hear and understand. So he says here, seeing, so that seeing, and this is a direct quote. What quote is that from? Oh, Isaiah 6, uh, it's, all, it's a quote back in Isaiah. Seeing they may see and not perceive, that's why they spoke to them uh, parabolic language, because they didn't have an ear. Seeing that they may not, excuse me, seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, least they should turn and their sins be forgiven. The sin is talking about is not respecting honoring, counting it light, the kingdom, the dominion, the power of heaven that Elohim God had placed in the earth for man. They chose religion over the kingdom. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? Parabolic language. If you can understand this key that I'm giving you, then you will be able to understand all the keys of the kingdom. Keys are access. Key is access to get into something. When something is locked up, it's locked up because it's valuable and you need a key in order to get in. When I get born again, I become a citizen with keys. But for the most part, we got the keys and don't know what the heck they are for. Because I just, oh, I got keys. Oh, I got a key. Doom, 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 doom. I got a key. I, I, I got a key. Come on, rip those keys up. Shake them, shake them. Shake them keys. Come on, take the keys out your pocket. Take the keys. Oh, God, I got a blessing for you. And, and, and the next week is the same thing. He was talking about access to the knowledge of the kingdom, which is illumination. Now, watch this. The so so. And then he explained it to him. He explained it to him. He explained what he was talking about, but he did not explain it to the crowd because the crowd had not left all. They had not forsaken anything. They had not invested anything. They were not following the king. They were looking for a blessing. I need something to eat. I need to be healed. I need my husband to come home. I need my wife to act right. Pray for my son. Do this, do that, do the other. That's the crowd. And, and the only thing, he, he, he couldn't really give them nothing because of a principle of the kingdom is that we must value and have the, our heart set on the kingdom being the most valuable. Now, what is the kingdom? I'm going to stop here and I'm going to go back what the kingdom is again. Now, let's read that again. 
A kingdom is the sovereign rulership and governing influence of a king over his territory, impacted it with his will, his intent, and his purpose. So how many believers, confessing Christians, are, are really out to do his will, and you working for his purpose, you going to school for his purpose, your whole life is about his intent. Come on, y'all, let's just be honest. Just said, no, it's not me. That's why he said, repent. Look at Matthew Yahoo uh, 4, and we're going to stop here, 4 and 16. 4 and 16. Look here. Where is it? Uh, okay. Oh, is it 3 and 16? No, 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 no. Here we go. I get it. I get it. 4. Okay. And 17. 4 and 17. Now, 4 and 16... All right, he was, okay, he said, okay, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this. 15, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sit in the region and shadow of death, light has drawn. From that time, Yeshua began to preach and say, if you want to get born again, you got to come to the altar and get saved, and they get water baptized and get filled with the Holy Spirit. No, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. At hand is here right now. And once we come, the way to get into the kingdom of heaven is to get born again. Once we get born again, we receive that dominion back. Now I have a responsibility to learn to seek, meditate, learn to appropriate the kingdom, his dominion, and getting in the right position and lining up with his legal laws, his legal precepts, and his legal systems. There it is right there. That's what we're supposed to preach. We gotta now this need to be preached in not in the world, in the church. Because for the most part, in, in the Christian religion, this is not being preached. We've been taught something else, and this is why we're having so many issues and obstacles and all this religious stuff out here, you see. Don't judge me. Uh, well, you know, God is going to bless me and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm doing it like that, not to be offensive, but, but we just got to quit. We just got to quit and we got to invest. That's why I mentioned earlier about books. I mean, we write books, people don't buy them. We have CDs, they didn't do that. We got MP4s, we won't do that. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, we got all of this stuff that's out here. So you know what the Holy Spirit is doing? You know what Yeshua is doing? He is setting this thing up so that nobody can say, I did not have access to what you had for me. Nobody in the crowd will be able to say that. Nobody, nobody. All right, so there, we're going to stop there. And the gospel of the kingdom, give me one more closing. The gospel of the kingdom is not what we think it is. Gospel is the Hebrew word basara, and it means good tidings or good Things happening to make you glad. The kingdom is good tidings and good things should make you glad. The kingdom of heaven is this, of God is this. Love, joy, is, excuse me, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit and the anointing. That's it. That's what we're supposed to be preaching. All right, so we're going to stop there and uh, we're going to uh, switch over to our members only page, right, Renee? Uh, right, when, and we're going to switch over to our members only page and finish up some other things. You know, we're going to pray 
and we're going to worship and giving and things like that. So uh, bless you. We're going to be teaching, understanding the kingdom, uh, uh, the concepts, the principles. We're really going to get into this, uh, the government, and we, we're just going to be teaching a lot of this. Now, join us this weekend, our weekend worship. We're going to get back into uh, racism in the church. Uh, we got into the racist part. We dealt with that. And now we're going to go into racism uh, this coming week. Come out and be with us. You know, we glad to see you. Uh, we are without. Okay. All right. Appreciate everybody that came on tonight. God bless you. All right. Now, all the partners, wait a minute. Go to the uh, our, our partners only page and uh, we, we're going to finish up our Bible study. All right. Let's switch over.